Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus isn't just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. This episode is for busy, overwhelmed people who might be missing God in the mundane, everyday moments of life. My guest today is Kayla Craig, who is an author and a beautiful writer. She's one of those people who, when you read their words, you just kind of exhale a breath that you didn't realize you were holding. As a mom with a journalism background, she writes Christian parenting content, but it's not what you typically think of when you think of Christian parenting. Kayla has a way of combining compassionate, contemplative spirituality with an active embodied care for what is happening in our unjust, actual lives and world. Get ready to slow down for a minute and find some soul rest in my conversation with Kayla Craig. All right, Kayla, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, this is super fun. And actually at the time of recording, it is, we were just talking, it's your kid's first day of school. It's my kid's first day of school coming up. So I feel like we need to just let all of the parents like collectively take a breath. Yes, yes. (laughs) Like we need a deep exhale. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So actually, why don't you start by telling us about your kids? Yeah, yeah. I have four of them. They range in age between seven and newly 13. So we have elementary and middle school and they joined our family. Two of my kids I gave birth to and two of my kids we adopted. Um, Our family is a wide range of personalities and abilities and there's never never a dull moment. We have three boys and a daughter. My daughter has Down syndrome and a variety of other disabilities and medical needs. And yeah, it's it's a lot, uh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. But it's, yeah. yeah. And I just saw recently your daughter, um, was chosen for a special trip. Is this right? Yes, that's right. We have a local wish granting organization and kind of on a whim, people had told me, you guys should just apply, just apply, just put in your, put in your name and put in Eliza's information. And so we did. And so our family is going to Disney World this fall, which is just a total gift and just this unexpected kind of grace. And we're so excited. That is so exciting. Have you guys been before? Um, so my husband and I went on our honeymoon to Disney, (laughs) but our whole family has not gone. So this is going to be really special. Special. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. Well, I was watching on your Instagram, the video of like the kids reading the letters and everything. And I was getting so excited for you guys. (laughs) Well, and I've I've had that information for so long. It's so hard because you don't want to tell them too much in advance or like my youngest will be asking me every day. Now is it time to get on the plane? And so we thought the two month mark was a good mark. That's good. Yes. It's, it's, it's close enough that you, if you have to, you can make some kind of countdown, like a paper chain or a something, you know, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. We, we have the dates on our calendar and we're crossing them off and it's fun. So fun. Yeah. Well, when did in your parenting, so you've been a parent now for 13 years. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So when in your parenting, did you start actually writing about parenting? Like how far into motherhood were you? Yeah, I think, um, so I'm a writer by nature. My background's in journalism. So I studied journalism and worked in newspapers and magazines and online media. 
And then we adopted our son, Joseph, when he was one um, from Nigeria in West Africa. And I decided to work from home and freelance from home so I could help him just get acclimated and work on attachment and all of those really special things. Um, So then I started freelancing and reporting kind of in that way. And then that was when we were really starting to see blogs take off. And so I thought, well, this is great. I'm a writer. I can process through, you know, my own experiences of, of motherhood. And so I started blogging and then I started kind of incorporating like, well, I could also share, you know, about my faith and the faith journey. And so I started, you know, as so many of us were just kind of sharing our lives online in that way. That's awesome. What was your blog called? Do you remember? I'm sure you remember. Oh yeah. Um, My blog was called Many Sparrows, as in we're worth more than many sparrows. Oh, I love it. I always like to know when people talk about blogs. I had, I had, did I have three? I've had so many. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what were your blogs? Okay. So my first one was Kristen and then the number four, God, Kristen for God. Because in my mind, I'm like, look at me. I'm such a good Christian. And then I didn't realize until later, somebody was like, is that like Kristen for president? Like, you think you, oh. you want to be? And I was like, no, like, that's not it at all. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my first one. It was, yep. you know, yeah. it was great. That was my email, you know, back in the day, making your oh, first yeah. email address, Kristen yeah. God at yahoo.com. Let's go. <laughs> uh, So how do you see your parenting and your writing affecting each other? Like, how does your writing affect your parenting and vice versa? Yeah, I feel like my kids, so I feel like my writing is an outpouring of my experience of God and my walk with Christ. And I feel like I experience God and I I see the face of Jesus in my kids in so many other ways. So that's, that then affects my writing and, and what I write about. And so, you know, my kids help me be present. My kids help me notice my kids help me slow down because I'm always thinking ahead. I'm always moving on to the next thing, but, you know, spend time with kids and they're like in the moment, you know, (laughs) and that could be frustrating sometimes for us as parents or grandparents or caregivers, but yeah, I feel like my kids really teach me a lot. They ask really good questions, really difficult questions, questions mm-hmm. we don't always have answers to. And so I yeah. love not only learning from them and like being more present with them, but I also love asking questions with them and exploring, you know, the whys in our world yeah. and the why nots in our world. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I think when we see things through our kids' eyes, it forces us, if we're willing to see things through our kids' eyes, it does force us to look at things differently, right? And to to get back to the basics. I think you and I have um, a common friend in Meredith Miller, and that's one of those things too that she's taught me is like, okay, I have to really slow down and go, all right, if I'm going to explain something to my child at at their age... I better understand it myself first, you know, at that level of understanding. And so we do, we have to like, in one sense, pedal back and simplify it. But I think that only makes us understand God and see him even more clearly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. How do you decide what you're going to write when it comes to your kids? 
Yeah. Like are there things that you decide not to share? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, we all have so many different facets and layers and I try to, you know, be really cognizant of that and knowing that like when I share something, it's, it's out there, you know, it's out there, whether it's online or in a book. Um, so I really want to be honoring sometimes I'll say just like my child, you know, as a way to still like tell the story. And you probably experienced this too, as a pastor, you know, you have the illustration and my husband's a pastor too. And so I'm like, we need to ask, you know, and as they get older, like, do you feel comfortable sharing this if I share this story with everybody. Um, so I just feel like it's a case by case, like basis and discernment and knowing like what I want this information shared, what I want this photo shared. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's such an interesting conversation. I know right now, um, there are states, you know, passing laws that like influencers or people on social media, if they're making any kind of profit off of their kids have to set that money aside which is a little bit of a different thing, but yeah, it, I remember we get getting to the age, my girls are just about to be 10 and eight. Okay. Um, and I remember going, okay, before I would tell their like toddler preschool, little funnies. And then we got into my oldest daughter has, um, generalized anxiety mm. and that <laughs> term generalized makes it just seem like, oh, it's so chill. And it's so not chill, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Yeah. And so I remember like seeing Jesus in her life and seeing God move in her story, but getting to a place of going, this is really personal and private. And so now I have to start asking her, Hey, is it okay to share this or not? And sometimes she says yes. And sometimes she says no. And so it's just what we have to do. Yep. So your first book, we're going to talk about your second book in just a second, but your first book to light their way is a book of liturgies. And I think that might be a new language for some of our listeners. So how would you describe the difference between your liturgies and your prayers? Cause you do write both. Yeah, I would say, so my book to light their way, it's a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. And when I write a liturgy, I try to make it the prayers of the people, right? So it's something that can be turned to again and again. It's something that for me has maybe more of a flow, like more of a little bit more poetic. Um, It really centers on not just like our own experience, our own feelings, but like the nature of God um, and kind of rooting us back into that. So to light their way, you know, there's prayers for like the parenting journey or times of transition or holidays or celebrations or prayers of lament or whatever it is. But, you know, when I say liturgy, I really just mean a written prayer that can be shared over and over again. Yeah. And that's actually how I found you was, I believe it was after some tragedy or school shooting or some awful thing um, where somebody had shared a prayer or a liturgy from your feed into their story. And it, like, I just remember reading it and just breaking down into tears because I just felt like you had the words that I couldn't find and you gave me the words to pray what my soul was like crying out for, but I couldn't, I I couldn't come up with, you know, like in my grief and in my sorrow. And um, so first of all, just thank you for that. Thank you for your words. 
But one of the ones that I always go back to is every first day of school, I watch for your first day of school prayer. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as it comes up, I start praying it over my kids. And <laughs> yeah. I think somebody commented, because it's already up for this year. Yeah. And I think somebody commented in the comments that they they like read it out loud over their kids on the first day. And I was like, oh, this is a great idea. I know. So I, I started reading it and I started crying and I was like, oh. no. I know I gotta be careful I gotta be able to do it (laughs) well that's that's what I say you know that book is not Kayla's prayers like these are your prayers so I love it when people make them their own like that's what it's there for and you know my background in journalism is like I interviewed a lot of parents I asked them like what do you pray what do you wish you would have had the words for in whatever moment you know we're talking about so that's, you know, that's exactly what that book is, is there for. And what I share at Liturgies for Parents on Instagram, that's what it's there for is for you to take and make your own. Yeah. And I would encourage people to bookmark them. Like I have some of yours that I bookmark so that, you know, I mean, don't tell anybody, but just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I have all the answers to things. <laughs> what? So there are times where somebody asks a question or needs prayer for something. And I myself, you know, if it's a, if it's a collective grief of, you know, the loss of somebody from our church congregation, our family, something like that. I love that I can go to somebody like you with other words that we can just share and use and borrow, you know, for those times. What is a prayer that you find yourself going back to again and again? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I always go back to breath prayers because my life is chaotic, right? So yes. it's like, you know, we're talking about that parents need this exhale. Like I need that all the time. And I do need that reminder to stay rooted, to yeah. get back into my body, to take a breath, to remember the one who gives each breath, who fills my lungs. And just like it, something I always go back to, it's so simple. It's so easy. Like literally every parent can do it. Every child can do it. Anyone can do it. And it's just, oh God, on the inhale and then on exhale, you are with me. And it's just Mm. whatever it is you're going through. And it could be a time of celebration. It could be a time of sorrow. It could be anywhere in between. It's just, oh God, you are with me. Yeah. I don't think, I also think you introduced me to breath prayers during the pandemic. So thank you just for being my like (laughs) my prayer guru where you didn't even know. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, that's such a really great tool again for those moments where you cannot find the words. And I think, like you said, for kids, like I was able to my daughter Marley, the one that has anxiety, to give her this and go, hey, you can pray these just as you're breathing in the middle of test anxiety. Or my younger daughter Margot, she we're learning like in the last six months or so that she can get really overwhelmed just by the amount of people that are around. She shows it in a, well, she doesn't show it. Um, So then we introduce her to breath prayers too, of just like, Hey, it's okay. That would be a great one. Like God is with you. You are okay. He's giving you peace, you know, whatever they need. Yeah. So that book to light their way is very practical. And just again, to let people know, I mean, there's prayers for things that are, um, you know, when our, when kids are having a hard time finding friends or when we're having big feelings about things, it's really, really great. Every season sacred, the new one, which 
Y'all, I am holding it right here. I put it in my Instagram stories this week. This is the most gorgeous book I have ever seen in my entire life, Kayla. It is. Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, I just like, it just makes me so happy because the designers outdid themselves. I don't know. Like I gave them so many words, like so Gosh. many words. And they somehow made it so much white space, you know, from the very first page, you just feel like you can exhale. Like that's how I felt when I yes. read the book. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. It is so incredibly lovely. And here, as I am like flipping, let me just read this quote at the beginning. Sacramental moments can occur at any moment, at any place, and to anybody. Oh my gosh. Frederick Buechner. Buechner. I never know yep. how to say his yep. name. Yep. Buechner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I love that quote because that's right. It's every season sacred. And as parents, we need that reminder that, yeah. that every part of our lives we can experience God and our kids can experience God in the, in the beautifully profound and in the really heartbreaking moments. And in those ordinary moments where we often yes. kind of like are in that middle space of wondering if, if God is with us and if what we're doing matters, you know? And sometimes I think those are the prayers that we need the most. Like, I think a lot of times we will go to God when things are hard or in gratitude when things are amazing and great, but it is in those ordinary moments sometimes where maybe it's not that we don't have the words, but we just forget or we just don't yes. think about it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so th throughout that book, I think is a, is a calling back and a, and a reminding and an invitation that like right now, this is sacred too. right now. God is with you right now. You're being spiritually formed and your kids are being spiritually formed. So let's, let's explore that in your actual, real, messy, ordinary lives. Yes. Yeah. The layout of this book is a little bit different than the layout of To Light Their Way. So explain what you did differently on this one and why. Yeah. So I wanted to go, you know, like I wanted to have to like their way be a resource for parents to pray, to pray for their kids. Yeah. And I heard from parents, do you have prayers to pray with our kids? And I heard from a lot of parents, like we're tired. We are exhausted. Yes. We have a lot of questions about faith. We are trying to untangle the faith that maybe we grew up with and figure out a new way forward. And we want to pass on a faith to our kids but we have questions ourselves, right? And so I'm like, parents need cared for. Like their souls, our souls need cared for. We're trying to care for our kids. We're trying to show up in our communities. We're working. We have so much going on. Who is caring for our souls? And I wanted to create not a how-to book, but kind of a handhold, right? So there are little chapters for each week of the year. And each chapter has a reflection that's really kind of, you know, I say contemplative and maybe that sounds like a big word, but it's really just a moment for you to reflect, right? Like I yeah. share some stories and I pull in a lot of writers and thinkers and authors. Yeah. I, like I said, like to light their way is not just Kayla's prayers. And this book is not just like Kayla's memoir, right? Like this yeah. is, an invitation for you to reflect spiritually and feel like your soul is being cared for so that you can pour into the soul of your family so that you're not only living into your values, but you're living them out, right? Yeah. 
So there's reflection for each week of the year. There's a breath prayer that goes along with that. There's some scripture references of that's a resource to you. And then uh, you keep going and there's a whole section of open-ended conversation questions that you can like pull from. You know your kids the best, right? You know their ages and stages and the seasons of life they're in. And they all kind of, you know, follow the same theme. And then there are two prayers that you can pick from to pray. And one is kind of for younger developmental ages and stages. It's simpler. Um, and then there's a prayer that's a little more liturgical, right? A little bit more for older people um, and older kids. And they're both meant to be prayed together. So parent, child, family, spouses, whatever it is, um, just kind of shared prayers. And then these chapters kind of take you through the entire year. So it's kind of like 20 devotionals in one that you're kind of intentionally, you know, moving forward and there's no dates. I feel like if people, you know, hear that they think, oh no, I I don't, I don't have margin to do that. And it's like, no, you just pick it up and flip through it and find what works for you. Find what works. Yeah. Yeah. And it does go, I like that there, I noticed there were some fear ones like in fall around Halloween time, which is very wise. You're clearly an (laughs) actual mom because (laughs) you knew the timing of those. But I also really like that you use the word reflection instead of devotion. Because sometimes when I hear devotion, I feel like I have to do something, Right. you know? And I'm like, oh, I have to like think and sometimes I don't want to think. And sometimes I'm too overwhelmed to ask God where he's doing this thing in my life. And I just need to breathe. And that's what I would say your reflections really do. They're just, they just help me to breathe. You know, Mm -hmm. the ones that I flipped through and read. And um, so it's, it's, and there are questions in here. I think that's what I really love about this is you've left it so up to the reader. I think you even said that in the introduction, like, yep. If you don't like something, cross it out. Don't say it, you know, yeah. <laughs> what, what works for you. Yeah. And so the whole book really just feels like freedom. It really just feels freeing. And I think they're short enough, again, for overwhelmed parents or caregivers. It, it's only a couple minutes. It's only going to take a couple minutes just to read, sit for a second, take a sip of coffee, breathe, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And it's not daily, right? So you can split right. it. You know, you have the whole week if you want to come back and forth. And, you know, we talked about the design, but I just love how it can it can kind of hold its own on a coffee table or on a, a nightstand. They the design team really just took my heart and kind of what I had dreamed and brought it to life with just beautiful imagery and these callbacks to the kind of these seasonal icons and the cover of the book is based on a window in my home. Oh, um, no way. Yes. Yeah. The cover of the book we have. So I live in a former convent. Um, you stop yes. it right now. Yes. <laughs> and we have this beautiful house and I write a lot about our decision to move to our neighborhood in every season sacred. And I write about our neighborhood and our neighbors And I love this idea of a window, right? You can look both ways through a window. And I just Mm. love the spiritual imagery in that. And then also like the literal imagery of of where we live and how we love our neighbors and how we receive God's love through that. Um, So the window is like a replica of a window in our home. And then each pane has a different And I just, it's beautiful. Oh, that's so gorgeous. Okay, well, we're done recording. I need to see that window. Yes, I know. <laughs> you can take some pictures. Yeah. Okay. 
Perfect. And and I would say too, as much as this is beautiful and I kind of want to like either put it on a shelf or make it a coffee table book or something, I have already bookmarked pages for oh, my daughters because I want that this to be a resource for them too. Like you have got sprinkled in here, like grounding exercises. I mean, there's one um, from the Mayo Clinic that a five, four, three, two, one countdown to make anxiety blast off. And I was like, Hey, Marley, here's your page. Yeah. And I want her to know that she can go and pick up this beautiful book and read these five things that she can do whenever she's feeling overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. I tried to bring in that kind of magazine background as I was working on my manuscript. I kept being like, we could do a call out here or we could put this here. here and I think it was really ambitious and thankfully my publisher was like okay well we'll make it work but I love that like it's not meant to be just something that like looks sacred or holy and then it's not accessible yeah. like it spill your coffee on it mark it up write in the margins you know and it's a book that has the whole year so like you can go back and reflect on like, oh, this is kind of where I was at at this point in my life or, yeah. you know, the season of life that our family was in. And yeah. Kayla, that is a whole sermon. Like for something to not just look holy and just sit there, but to actually be picked up and used. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so another thing that you said that you actually wrote in the book, I'm going to read it to people really quick, this line. You said to the reader, you don't have to have all the answers. And if we're honest, many answers aren't ours to have. This is the beauty of faith. And I love this because I'm somebody who's become very comfortable, like in the not knowing and in the uncertainty. But I think maybe for some of the people that are listening who really do find comfort, right? in some kind of answer, explain this idea and this thought to them a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're told that like there is mystery, right? That we can even think of God as mystery. There's so much that when we really boil things down, we know we don't know all the things, you know? And that can feel scary or we can see it as a comfort. And we don't have to. We don't have to know because what we do know about the character of God is that God is good and gracious and compassionate and caring and worthy of our trust and powerful. And, you know, we know all of these things and that can be enough because there are things that happen in our lives where we don't understand. We don't have the answers. We don't know uh, why our kids have to have active shooter drills at school. Like, why does this have to be the reality, you know, that we live in? And so I think taking a minute and like putting that pressure off of ourselves as parents to say like, we don't have all the answers and yet we can still pray together. I don't have to have all the answers to feel like I can have a relationship with God that I can talk about Jesus in our home, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now, did you grow up in the, in the church or in faith? Yeah, I did. And it, you know, what's really wild is that the church that I attended when I was a kid is the church that my husband's a pastor at now. <laughs> so full circle and like bizarre because when we moved here and I write about this in every season sacred, it was in the middle of a pandemic. It was a blizzard. And we were just like really having some inventories of like, what is our family values? Are we living where 
God wants us to live and really kind of like reckoning with a lot of, you know, significant questions and, and significant, like the choices we make in our lives, you know, type of thing. And we ended up moving back to our hometown um, for a lot of reasons. And he was working remotely as a pastor with our church that we had been at because it was pandemic and, you know, could live anywhere. Right. And then um, like, a, just, I don't know. I just feel like God moved in a way that um, that church needed a pastor and we were here and, you know, they had interviewed like, I don't know, like 90 people or something. No. They were just praying for the right person. And um, by the grace of God only, um, yeah, it was him. So it's it's been really fun because he grew up a son of a Baptist pastor, very strict, um, very traditional, like fundamentalist. And so now he's at the church that I grew up in, which is Presbyterian and is like a lot different, you know? Okay. And so he kind of journeyed through this faith and kind of had this whole full circle, um, experience. And I, you know, I ran into like the way that I'm so grateful for so many different traditions and backgrounds I've experienced in my life yeah. because I've learned things from, you know, I've learned my Pentecostal friends have taught me, you know, more about the Holy spirit. My Catholic friends have taught me different ways to pray, you know, like all of these different traditions and backgrounds and experiences, um, I think have helped for me and, and, and yeah. my experience of God. Yeah. So for the people that are listening who maybe grew up like your husband, right. With more of a strict, there is a right answer. We are certain about things, but now want a parent the, in a faith that you just talked about, right. where there's mystery and there's freedom and we don't know God. And that's not a bad thing. Like it's a, it's actually a good, how are y'all making that transition coming out of yeah. maybe a more legalistic, rigid faith yeah. to a freer, more mysterious faith for your kids? Yeah. I think it just starts with caring for our own soul and making space for us to ask questions and to yeah. sit in the mystery and to, you know, notice where God is in our lives, you know, play back the day, pray the examine, right? Where you're saying, where did I yes. experience God? What are the choices that I made? Who are the people that I saw? You know, like really doing that when you care for your own soul, then you're more likely to be able to care for your kids, you know? So that's why I wanted to create something that like starts with the parent and isn't about, this book isn't about parenting. This book is right, about right, not at all. Um, a journey of faith and yeah. exploring Christian spirituality and um, making that something that's not just like a Sunday morning thing, but like an everyday lived out embodied experience. So I would just tell parents, like you don't, you don't have to have all the answers. And in fact, one thing you can do is just start asking questions. Just start asking questions. Just even just sitting with God and not just bombarding, you know, just this one-sided conversation where we're just like listing off, you know, all of our- That I need, I need, I need, I need. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. And just sitting, sitting with God and, and asking questions. And, um, you know, I hope that every season's sacred. And like you said, um, our friend Meredith's book, Woven. But, you know, like we don't have to do this alone. And um, when we start to receive that belovedness, then we can invite our kids into it. Yeah. And it, it circles back again to, we have to slow down. 
Yeah. Right. For the parent, for the caregiver, for the person that's overwhelmed, like, I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. It's that's the exact actually reason that you need to. Like yeah. we have to slow down. We can't expect to see God in the moments that we're r- rushing by and racing by. Mm-hmm. Like he's there. He's always there. Yeah. We're just missing him. So last question for you, Kayla, we talk a lot on this podcast about becoming the church outside of our buildings on Sunday mornings. So what is one way that parents and caregivers can become the church to the kids that they love? Oh my gosh. I love this question. <laughs> yeah. Like how much time do we have? Right. Um, yeah. I love like being out where you actually live, you know, so we're getting to know our neighbors. We have um, a joy of being close to a park, right? So being present in there and just welcoming our kids, but also like our neighborhood kids into that and just like being present with them, you know, like it doesn't have to be this huge thing. We can just like be with them. Jesus was just with people so often in his ministry and we can do that. And so often loving our neighbor is just showing up and just being there and experiencing life together um, alongside them. Yeah. I mean, knowing their names. And, yes. Yeah. You know, exactly. Being a little bit involved in their lives. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so fun. Kayla, is there anything else that you wanted to say before I let you go? Oh, my goodness. Um, I got the open mic now. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just, I've loved this conversation, Kristen. I'm really, really grateful. And um, I have a a podcast for parents that are having a hard time slowing down. It's a very short podcast, like 10 to 15 minutes. It's um, it, all it is, is scripture, a prayer and a benediction or like a blessing, like a sending out. And we just have a prayer every Monday and it's just short, simple, pop it in your headphones as you're driving to work, as you're like going on a walk, doing chores, whatever. Uh, but I hope it's just a resource. Like it's, it resources me when I have to sit down and write it and record. It's like, yeah. okay, I have accountability. Like it's a <laughs> moment for me to breathe and reset yeah. and pray. And so I hope that it might be an offering to your listeners too. Yeah, for sure. We will link it up. So all you guys have to do is scroll down. We're going to have both of Kayla's books there, the podcast. Maybe I'll even figure out a way to show her show you guys her window in her <laughs> yes. house. I love awesome, it. Kayla. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope these last few moments have left you feeling a little lighter and a little more free. If you are a parent, educator, or caregiver looking for practical resources, check out previous episodes listed below with parenting leaders like Meredith Miller and Mary Van Geffen. We also have more parenting resources on our website at mosaicchurch.tv. And a bonus for those of you who are local to Charlotte or are willing to make the trip, we are hosting a parenting event that is all about helping you know how to talk to your kids about their faith, how to answer the hard questions, how to tell Bible stories in age-appropriate ways, and how to move toward a freer, less rigid belief system than maybe the one that you grew up with. The expert herself, Meredith Miller, will be at Mosaic on September 19th, and we would love to have you register to join us. You can even ask your own questions in a live Q&A with her. Until next time, keep becoming church to the people around you.